This is the Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. PhD is the founder and CEO with husband John Williams, the director of the Heart to Heart Company. This company coaches, mentors, and counsels, and shows people how to look and feel good about personal development and success. Verrill received a bachelor's degree in social work in April 2000, a master's degree in counseling in May 2004, and her doctor of philosophy degree in July 2015. Owning her own business, branding her fashion statement, this company. One Design Elegant grew into the kind of expert company you can trust. Because of Verrill's faith in God, she has been molded into the woman God wants her to be. It seems like yesterday to Verrill that while on a dance floor, God spoke to her, telling her what he wanted from her, and she's been tuned in to our Lord and Savior ever since. I am here today with Dr. Verrill Williams, and I'm told I can call her Dr. V. So glad to have you, Dr. V. How are you doing today? I'm doing great in China. Thank you so much. Listen, it's my pleasure. When I read your bio, I was like, what? This girl got it going on for real, for real. (laughs) God has blessed you and you have done so many things. And it seems like God has really touched your life. He really have. He's, He's done in so many ways. And That's why I'm here today to talk about how great God is, how he's changed my life and how he has healed me from so many things. And one was sickness. It was it was a lung disorder. Oh, sarcoidosis. So God is really amazing. So one of your questions will lead into that. How God existence like he showed himself to me. So I'm super excited today. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks be to God. Glory be to God. All that. And that's why I do the show, because he's done a lot for me as well. And I know for a fact that I would not be here without him. What is Mm -hmm. your company Heart to Heart all about? You started this company, you're a founder, and um, it's all your baby. So how did did this get started? And what is it about? 
So Heart to Heart, this is a company that we started in 2006. It, this was pretty much before the pandemic. We were already thinking about Heart to Heart. It was Heart to Heart coaching. I did not know how to start, how to begin. But as I got into prayer and meditation, the Lord began to show me instructions one by one. And, and believe it or not, China, I created my business in one day. In one day, I didn't have any money. I got the name, I Googled the name, looked the name up, and the name was available. And then I went to the Secretary of State, whatever, where you have to list your name, uh, your business name. So so all of that, I, it was just so simple. And, and just to start a business with no money, I, I tell people all the time, you know, this online thing now to open to open up a business when you're led by God, he can show you how to do it in one to two days. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah. So, you know, and, and my husband also, he is the um, I'm the founder and he is my uh, co-pastor, co which is my partner as well. And we both coach and we both teach train, mentor, all together with heart to heart. And the Lord gave us the logo, touching one heart to another. Wow, that's amazing. What what do you guys do? What are some of the things you do online with your company? Before I went online, I was doing private, uh, private counseling with a psychiatrist and he would provide the medication for the diagnosis. And then I would do the mental part, which was the counseling. And so the Lord began to deal with me as my clients was coming to me and they were telling me, hey, I don't want to use medication anymore. I want to, you know, it's my faith. I believe God could heal me. So that was another design, how God smoothly opened up heart to heart coaching. And so what happened with that? I opened it up. It's like a holistic counseling mind body and soul oh, and man. so we we do that and it's spirit led we definitely offer it to secular but most of my clients that come to me are, are already spirit and they they believe in god to heal in them and god and every one of them have a testimony uh china where they were able to titrate off their medication and then, you know, come to see me. And so we use the principle of psychology and then the biblical uh, understanding of healing and, you know, all the, the other verse that goes with God's, you know, supernatural power. This is why God picked you for this show, because there are so <laughs> many people out there that need to hear this. Wow. I'm blown away. So you guys are doing yeah. incredible work. Yes, ma'am. And he, he changed it from not just therapy, but he changed it to mentoring, to teaching, because a lot of there's a lot of absence in the parents of teaching people now, teaching young kids. Yeah. You know, we found out with most of our young crowd, you know, who's teaching you? One of the greatest questions was, who do you look up to when things are bad? Who's right. your hero? Right. They couldn't tell me that, China. Oh, man, man. You've got to listen to my daughter on one of the shows. It's called Generation Z. Let me tell you something. When you teach your children, and I'm not saying I have four children, and I'm not saying they're perfect. 
But when you teach them, they might not hear you right away, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But when they finally hear you, it's like when you talk to God, you know, you'll talk to God, you get a relationship with God, but at first you don't really hear him, right? Because you don't know, I've said this before, and one of my guests actually brought it to my attention. David Burgess was one of my guests, and he said, Sometimes we don't know what God sounds like. So like he could be talking to us and we we're not we're looking around like, you know, totally oblivious. But I think that's how it goes with kids, too. You know, if you're teaching them, they might not hear you right away is my point. And then that seed was planted and down the road, you know, they're going to say, oh, OK, wait a second. That's what my mama was talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you guys are actually teaching them because somebody else didn't. Right. Absolutely. And and I'm not taking anything from parents. Right. You know, in this in this 21st century, you have oh, parents. Yes. Many of them have to work. Right. You know, they're, they're absent from the home. You have kids that get out of school. They have to prepare their own meals, yes. sit at the table, do their work with, with instructions. Because it was like that when I was growing up. Yeah, the parents have to work, and now you have almost 80% of fathers missing in the culture, particularly the black culture. Let's stop that. Let's stop that, black man. Let's stop that. Take care of your kids. Okay, let's say you got a low-wage job, all right, Mm -hmm. and you can't afford to give them everything, you know, you think they might want or need, but you can give them your time. That's free. Absolutely. Make that connection with your children. Let's get back to that. The old ways. You're on it. And that's exactly where I was leading to, Mm -hmm. because, you know, even for myself, when I graduated, I mean, here it is, China. I have the highest degree anybody could obtain, like my doctorate. And I I had to settle for a low paying job, you know, but but you do it unto the glory of God. and, And man doesn't elevate you. It's God. Yes. That elevates you. Yeah. And so and so that's part of my testimony with my books and people like, oh, you know, why would you take that job? You know, every job that I had that was low paying, it was an experience for someone else where God had me to mentor them, had me to meet that person, had me to to speak life into them. So so on my journey, God said, nothing is lacking in the journey that I, I put you through, that I Amen. send you through. Nothing, nothing is lacking. Everything is for a purpose. Yes, for a purpose. That is so true. I remember this Jewish guy I met one time, and I just got to talking to him. He was one of the Hasidic Jews. He had, you know, the curls on the side. And he goes, uh, you know, we go. I said, I'm going to work. He, he said, do you like your job? I said, eh. He goes, well, stick with what you got until you can do better, right? And I said, yeah. amen. <laughs> amen. Because I don't plan on doing this forever. But, yeah, so sometimes we have to take something, yeah, you know, and it might not be what we want. It might not be that dream job, and it might not be a million bucks a week. Yeah. But because I don't know about you, but I'll sweep stri- streets and clean toilets oh if God. I don't got no money and need a job. I don't care. Oh, my God, China. I, I, I can, 
you know, and I'm going to get to my journey. I started from patient care to cleaning to do, you know, all the way to where I am now. And, and you know, the kicker part when it comes to our children and them listening, because my husband had to work, I had to work, but you know what, you know what, China, God, here it is with my kids telling us, mom, you were the perfect parent. Well, I didn't feel like the perfect parent and no, yeah. no one is perfect, but it feels good hearing that from your children. And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, with, with me and my husband doing the work of, of the kingdom, saving other children, you know, it starts at home first with our kids, oh, definitely. but you know, China, sometimes God sends someone else to speak in the lives of your child. Yeah. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's true. That's, I, that's, I met a lot of people over my life as a child that I can honestly say they helped me. You know, they 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 guided me. And and I was blessed because I met a lot of good people. You know, yeah. I was really blessed, even though I was on a bad path and, and, you know, I didn't know which way to go. I still always met good people. And that was God. He put those people in my path. Yeah, we all have. You yeah. know, no one is perfect. I our path. If if we didn't if we didn't have any challenges or or, or thing, where would we be now? Where would we what be? We have learned. Yeah. No, I know where we'd be. We'd be arrogant. We'd be self righteous. Yeah. We would be a lot of things against God. I believe. You know. Absolutely. My second question: What made you go into counseling and social work? Because you have, like you said, you have your doctorate. And you have a master's in social work. Am I correct on that? Okay. I have my my bachelor's in social work, my master in counseling, okay. and then my doctorate in psychology. Okay. So, so when you look at all three of them, particularly as a social work, what stands out? Servantship. I've been a servant. A servant. You know, I was thinking that this woman is a yeah. servant. Wow. A yeah. servant. God bless you. And many of, yeah, and many of my services has been bona fide, mean free services, but I knew that's what I wanted to do from a very, very small child. I was always helping. I was always trying to be the rescuer all my lifetime. So, you know, I invested and, and I had people along the way as I was growing up. They were always telling me out of four siblings, well, five, the mother, brother who's adopted, they would say, there's something different about you. God has something for you. But I'm like, where is it? And when, you know, because the love came natural, the, the kindness came natural. And through my journey, I have had, I got so many cards and what stands out, I've never heard this word put like this. Uh, an elderly lady spoke this in my life. She said, I have never seen such a person with extreme kindness, extreme kindness. And I looked that up and it made, it brought tears to my eyes, China. And then even with that, in my senior year, Mind me, my, my mom passed away when I was 13. My mom was an alcoholic. I'm my mom sorry. would drink. And when she would get upset, she would get us up out of bed, you know, and I no shoes, no. And she would just take her us to her journey or wherever she had to go find a drink. She would have all of us by her hand. And then people looked out for us 
throughout our whole life, angels. And and someone would call my grandmother and say, yeah, they would call my grandmother and say, hey, your daughter is here and we're watching the kids. She's intoxicated. And then they would come and get her. So everywhere she went, someone was always watching out for us. They didn't let danger come to us. You know, but that was what I grew up in. I grew up with my mom being an alcoholic and she she died in alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver. And that's when I knew that I wanted to help people for sure. I tried, I spent 10 years being a nurse and I made it all the way to an RN, but I could not pass that, that final test. And that was when I knew that God said, in you don't prayer, need to do that. He said, you, the mother spoke to me in prayer. And I told her, I've taken that test five, four times. Yeah. And and she said, maybe that's not what the Lord wants you to do it. And right. guess what I said, China? That devil is a liar. And I went back and took that test and plunked it again. And I knew then, I'm that like, okay, <laughs> let me listen. Let me change this. And God changed that that nursing to social work. And that's that started my journey. Wow. But one of the things I knew, I did not know until uh, um, I started experiencing different things. It was the blood. I couldn't handle blood. Okay. And so, so that, that. Would yeah, that would traumatize me. And even in when accident, when things happen, that's a, another part where God had to heal me and had to show me in a different way with trauma. He had to show me. So I'm going to teach you how to heal people through teaching, through right. training, through right. mentoring, not helping and assisting in it. And that and that was when I accepted my call. See, now <laughs> what happened with me was how I got into CNA work. Um, my mother what had me when she was like 45, 46 years old. So I knew being the person that I am, one day I would have to take care of her. So I yeah. went into CNA work because I knew that. And guess what? It came yeah. to fruition, you know, and she oh, fell yeah. on the floor. I was able to get her up. She was on the floor for like three hours. And my sisters were trying to get her up and they were struggling and all. As soon as I got home, one, two, three, I picked her up off the floor like a piece of paper and sat her in the chair. And they said, how did you do that? Well, I, I had been doing it for at least five years at that time. And I knew how to take care of her. And I ended up taking yeah. care of her and nursed her back to health and got her walking again. And God does guide us, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. And you were a late child, but your mom probably didn't like, what? I'm pregnant? Yeah. At this age? What? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> and, it. And you were the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I gave her a lot of trouble because I'm a free spirit. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. You know, giving, kind, all that, nurturing, teacher, I'm all that, but I'm a free spirit. Yeah. It's crazy, but I had to learn, you know, mm -hmm. I had to learn what God, even though I love God, and, and I said this a million times, I always had faith ever since I was little. You know, I'd go to church and I'd cry because I love God so much. I found that out later. I didn't know what all that meant. Yeah. You know, and I didn't yeah. know what God wanted from me. You know, and I didn't know what I was supposed to be. I didn't, I didn't know, you know, even though yeah. 
I was kind and I, I, you know, I took care of people and, you know, uh, helped people and motivated people and gave people, you know, little words of encouragement and, you know, stuff like that always. But I still didn't know. I had to learn what that was all about, you know. Yeah. Good question right there, China. How many siblings? Seven. I am the youngest of seven. Yeah. So, so let me just tell you this quickly. You know, I bet you were told your, your siblings like, oh, wow, mom, we couldn't get away with that. You know, how is she doing? You know, so here is the kicker to the uh, big question people have always asked, like, how does siblings, how are they raised in the same home? and then branch out and then some is like you never known is is like they wasn't raised up in the same home yeah but here's the thing with seven each one we don't have the same parents okay. the same parenting because when your mom had you at 45 she she was a different person when she had oh, the other six totally totally different. different and yeah. so with, with each child you get a different parent and they're yeah. teaching and, and yeah. they're learning and they're, you know, their experience, they do yeah. better. So, so that's the question to that, what you learn or what your mom was able to give you, she yeah. may have learned it in the end and she yeah. didn't have it to give to the younger siblings when exactly. they were born. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember because I was always different in a way where I was just different. And, and the reason why I was different is because I think because I believed in God so much, you know, even though I didn't know what that meant, but they used to say, oh, she's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) She's just cuckoo. That was a common word. Yeah. You know, but they said that because I was so unbelievably independent and, you know, free willed. And, you know, um, if somebody didn't do my hair, I I started doing my own hair at five. You know what I mean? I seen my sister wasn't bathing. You know, I was seven years old. I seen my mother was working a lot and I seen my sister who was three years old than me wasn't bathing. So I started bathing her. I started washing her clothes, making sure she had clothes, you know, for the next morning, wow. stuff like that. So, wow. yeah, it was always different, but they thought. I <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the authority of God. What he had given you, it was the authority. And look at you now. I, it I, paid I, off. I know that for a fact. <laughs> How did you get uh, into design and fashion? You have that, huh? Yes, yes. So I wish you could see, you You probably don't see my background, but you know, God told me in prayer, uh, that's why I tell you, I tell people in my book too, that you will never know who God truly is. We will never know the true essence of him, no. but he will give us a touch of his glory when we make time for him, right? Right. Right. So, so, so the Lord began to tell me, look around you, look at the beauty of life of who I am. And for me, I like beautiful things. So I invested in myself. I don't know if you, I don't know if you are familiar with uh, archetypes no. where, where it begins to tell you like, and I'll tell you more with that, but I met a lady in England and she's now moved to New Zealand, New Zealand. And she, I'm going to tell her about this show when it, it comes out. So I met her in the middle of the night, pretty much. And I said, I need someone to help me 
to find, I, I couldn't put in words, but I want to know more about, you know, the things, the gifts that I want to know more about who I am. And, and it was a small voice out of a hundred responses that said, I can help you. Wow. Her name was Sandra Steele. And from that day, I invested in me. I learned so much about me. She was right on point. We used arch types and took different tests and then her explained it to me. Num number one, she let me know that I am a healer. I help people to heal wounds, hurts, pain. Second one was that I'm spirit led. I, I love the Holy Spirit, Father, the Son. God, I am definitely in, God is in my presence all wow. the time. And I have that gift auctioning him in. Then the third one was that I have the ability to deal and communicate with difficult people. So, so he began to tell me, look around you, look at the gifts. Look, and then I looked at everything in my room was about God my things that I hang, like my clothes, what I wear. You Now this is going to sound funny to you, China. I had, and I've been raised around mothers too. Okay. Mothers in the church. So I had asked a mother a while back, uh, what, what are you going to wear for Thanksgiving day? What are you going to wear? Cause we had a program and she yeah. says to me, I don't know. I, I, I have to wait until the Holy ghost. Tell me what to wear. Oh my God, China. I laughed so hard. I, I was, but I didn't mean to. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. And, and she was serious. She, she didn't depart her mouth. She she said, what you laughing for? And I said, I don't understand that, but I'm yeah. spirit led, right? Right. And she said, well, you keep living long. It's going to happen to you. You love the Lord. You keep living. Oh yeah. my God, China. Wow. So months later, I was preparing, going to church. I had so many clothes on my bed because God doesn't want me going to church and showing and, and, your boobies. And, and this is so corny to people. Yeah. They don't understand yeah. this. Yeah. But God is a God of, of excellent spirit. Right. So I made sure that my cleavage was covered. Right. I made sure you couldn't see through my, my clothes. That's what I you do. You know, I, I was, I wanted to, to look good before the King. I wanted, when I go to church, I wanted to look good for God. I want him to be pleased for me. Right. But you know what you and I have in this conversation, China, people who's not spirit felt, they won't understand it. I know. I know. And that's why we are doing this broadcast yes. to talk about the goodness of God. Amen. So, so yeah. that's, so that's how I became in fashion and all these things like God say, you can teach the younger crowd. You can look good. Here's mm -hmm. some of my designer glasses. Here yeah. are my earrings. He said, you take all the beauty of what you like right. and you, 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 you build your own platform of how a woman can still be elegant right. as a lady. And you don't have to show all, you know, what God gave you, right? You don't, you don't leave the imagination. It's and a mother told me this too, as young, beautiful women, many of us do not leave the imagination of a right. man. So well, therefore it all, it all has to do with self-respect. Yeah. Know? You yeah. know, that's why, that's why I told my daughter and, and I'm guilty of it. I mean, I remember 
you know, few, not even that long ago, yeah, you know, the boobies are up and, you know, uh, the, the dress is tight. Oh, yeah. But I learned better, you know. I want to, like you said, have God proud of me, you know. Yeah. And I could do that with how I look, too. You know, I incorporated that into my relationship with God. Oh, my God. Yes. And and China, I'm going to share some things with you, some outfits like after we get off this, too, because as an image consultant, God showed me so many beautiful clothes, like oh, yeah. what we can wear. And it looks super amazing. People tell us. me all the time, oh. you always look so great. Well, yeah, it's like I'm not showing nothing. You know, yeah. it's all tucked in. But yeah. yeah, no, I agree. And and I definitely want to see those outfits. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So so that's how I became an image consultant too, with you know, looking around and God said, You can glorify me. And so his yeah. word was with everything that you do, let it be pleasing in the sight of me. Amen. Hello, everyone. Before we get back to the Inspirational Wow Show, I want to take a moment and talk about China Myers' best-selling, gripping, heartfelt book titled A Letter to God. You can find this true life story on Amazon. Now, back to the Wow Show. You're an author. My goodness, you're an author. Wow. Okay, uh, what was it like writing your first book, The Ingredients for Absolute Results? What was that like? Oh, my goodness. This is my baby. This is my baby. This is how I gave myself to the Lord. This is how I made the decision to give him a try. And guess what, China? My thing was, okay, Lord, I'm going to come to you when I get myself right. You will never get yourself right. You no. can't do it. You can't do it by yourself. No, you can't. And so my testimony is so strong that in my journey, my husband, I watched him become a deacon, then a minister, and then in between an elder is when I decided to give my life totally to Christ. Because, um, and, and this is going to help someone. When my husband was in this training, becoming an ordained pastor or, or, or ordained elder at first, I had one foot in, one foot out, China. And I would say to my husband all the time, I don't want to be an old, sad minister wife because I'm from the, I'm from the Kojic background, Baptist, you know, Methodist. I, I tried it all, Catholic, seeing all of that, Presbyterian. And one thing I know I found out in common that we all have in common that that we want to please the Lord, yeah. that we want to be kind. We want to do what God have us to do. But you can't do this without the Holy Spirit. Nope. And so I chose the Pentecostal because I had it was a Holy Ghost experience for me in my life. What I experienced of the true Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it with all the other ones. Uh, with Catholic and Presbyterian, it was memorizing stuff. I, I yeah. never felt the Holy Ghost. And yeah, then I agree. with Methodist, it was singing and I, I, I couldn't I couldn't get it. And so I had my own personal experience. And so my book, The Ingredients for Absolute Results, is the day. It's gonna be lead up to your other question though. It was the day that God showed himself to me. Wow. 
It was the day, and guess what, China? What? God saved me in a nightclub dancing. Wow. You're kidding me. He saved me on the dance floor. Let me tell you. Now, you know in the club, you hear loud music. Yeah. I was a great dancer. I, I'm telling you, nobody could beat me dancing. Nobody. Yeah. I knew that. I could imitate Michael Jackson, Beyonce. I was a perfect dancer. But I was sick with sarcoidosis. So my breathing, I would dance. I knew I was getting tired. But because it was so energizing for me and I knew I was good at what I do, then I would go back and sit down out of breath, right? Wow. So this particular time I was dancing and I tell you the song, oh, I will never forget it. Through all the song, the loud music, God said to me, daughter, if you would dance like that for me, I will heal you. <gasps> China, I'm dancing. Oh, you I'm just like, gave me a chill. <laughs> oh, my oh my, you see my face, China. I'm like, what? Like, what the heck? And so I stopped in the middle of the dance with my partner. It's like, what's wrong? And I couldn't tell him that. It would sound foolish. It would sound so foolish if I told him what I just heard. So I started dancing again, and God said again, daughter, if you would dance like that for me, I will heal you. I tell you, I didn't run out to the club, but I went and sat down. I wasn't a drinker, none of that, but I was sound mind. I'm like, I'm sitting there. And I was just at all, I couldn't tell nobody what was going on because it would not make sense. And I remember leaving the club, going home. I fell on my face in the kitchen and I cried out to him, China. And I said, okay, God, if you're real, then show me if you're real, because mind you, I had one foot in, one foot out. My husband was going through his ordination my husband was in the other room praying on his knees for me. Wow. And that was the day that I went in here in the room and I hugged him. And I said, I said, sweetie, I'm so sorry. Whatever you want me. I said, I will give God a try. I said, can I tell you what he said to me? And my husband just started crying. But that wasn't the first time, China. I, can you see me, a married woman? I've been married 42 years now, but in my early 20s, I tried to get out of it because I felt like I wasn't good, a good wife, but I had three kids. And I had these other girls, like we, they, some of them, they were single and we were always going out. And my husband, every time I would come home, like two o'clock in the morning, he's in the other room praying, China, for me. Wow. And I remember saying to him foolishly, honey, I'm going to need you to stop praying. I like what I do. Do wow. you want me to give you a divorce? Just foolish in yeah. my conversation. You didn't and know. He said, no. He said, no. He said, he I love God you. He knew God would fix you. He knew God and, would fix you. Yeah. And so Chana, China, his faith is profound too, huh? Oh my God. But it's history. So my book, so I'm a praise dancer. I dance for the Lord. I'm good. Uh, I mean, I give him the glory. Not I don't. I'm not good in myself, but I give yeah. him the glory. Yeah. And in my book, 
the the ingredients for absolute result will tell you my journey of how I gave my life to Christ in realness. And then not just that, it will tell you 12 times through this journey how the enemy tried to kill me. Yeah. I almost drowned. Oh my God, I was in a fire. <gasps> I was, I, I mean, in a car accident, like literally crossing over, getting ready to bite into a whopper and this big truck run the stop, uh, a red light. Wow. So all these things, the enemy was mad when I decided to follow the Lord, China. How about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm and look at me now. Look, God said, don't look worry. Now. Yeah. He, he said, no, I got you. And so in all my beauty, all the things that I do, when you give your life to Christ, God just glorifies everything else that you do. The beauty, you know, I'm married. I, I still live in, in my singleness. And I say my singleness because my husband know that I have dreams, goals. I have conferences. Yeah. I, I I meet I, I lead a lot of women. He lets me be me. He yeah. lets me, you know, My he don't stop me. Too. Yeah. When I'm wearing I was gonna ask, were you married? So so marriage yeah. is a wonderful thing and, and the enemy tries to distort it. Tries to marriage distort is it. yeah amazing. And God wants you to so, be married. You know, yeah, there's women out there, I don't need no man. Well, God wants you to have a man. You know, he does, and so he many of them. Yeah, they're living the lie. They know they want someone yeah. to, to take care of them. Yeah. And look at you, China. You are beautiful. And we, look at look at what we're doing. I know. You know, how many how many married women like their husband are not intimidated and they help them to grow. They help them to expand. Yes. And now you're one in the ministry in the kingdom. Yep. Yep. Amen. Look at yes. that. Unbelievable. I mean, you're just an incredible person. What can your readers expect from your second book? Women that boss up. What can what can yes. readers expect from that? International Women of Color. So this is a series of books. And China, you are welcome to join us too because we're going to be traveling. We're my dreams finally coming true. I'm going to Italy. You got my number. Oh my God, I'm getting ready to go to London, England um, in April. All these things as a child, I thought that I could never experience. So during the pandemic, I met these beautiful international women. And so they're Asian, Latino, African-American. Wow. These are women from all over the world. I love and it. And what we decided to We're do all during sisters, the pandemic, right? We're all sisters. Look at, look at, we're connecting now. We're all sisters. And we said we will not let the pandemic trip us up, tell us a lie, or make us not believe that God is still God. Yeah. And so we all came together. Many of us, like, you know, our, we, we have lost our jobs because, you know, the everything was closed down. I didn't have no more clients, had to go online. And God just, he just flourished everything. And sisters, we all are still a support to each other. These, we are women who thrive and we take charge of our destiny. And we go for it. We go for the dreams that God said, as long as you have breath in you, live life to the yes. fullest. Amen. 
I agree. Be the best version of me. Of yourself. So this is what boss up, and we boss up women. And so, sister, I'm going to call you a boss up woman because I'm so glad that we met, China. I know. So I am ill. I mean, I hear you talking. I think this woman, man, you are going to turn so many young girls' lives. You really are. Because as I told you on LinkedIn, I believe how women live their lives, younger girls will watch. Okay. So when I tell people, hey, you got some man that's kicking you around and beating you up, get out of there. Get out. Okay. If he don't want to go to counseling and change, get out of there. Okay. If you want a job and you don't have the education for it, get the education. We, as women and men too, we can do anything as yeah. God's children. Okay. But yeah. with God's help, we need God's help. We can't do anything without him. We got to remember that. Yeah. And if we think that if that we can, we're sadly mistaken. All I have no possible. doubt. All yeah. things are possible, but with men, no. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. And <laughs> and all things are possible for men, and all things are possible for women, and all things are possible for any religion. If you believe in God, it doesn't matter. He'll, he'll guide so you true. in the right direction. That's yeah. true. He'll and you, you know, China, yeah, and it leads up to... How I started teaching at Fortis. When I accepted the job at Fortis as a professor, it was in the bad end of Houston. Greens Point is not a popular area, but Greens Point is still a beautiful area. But you know how your 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 cities, your state label different areas as not so good. I do. But yeah. I, I I went there and again. The pay wasn't what I knew it should have been, but God said to accept it. Don't worry about it. I would do the rest. So I accepted the job and I tell you, God has given me a platform for the young women with no hope, for the women who feel like they can't do anything, the women who are stuck in relationships, uh, bad relationships, beautiful women but they have not valued or loved themselves. I have mentored them on having authority, but, but the first thing God said, I need you to touch one heart to another. And if there's nothing else that you don't do, that he said that, that the platform that I'm giving you is for you to tell them about the good news about me. Yeah. And that's, that's how I start. No, no university place, nothing. God has given me strategies on how to, how to bring him into the lives of people. You know how they say, you can't do religion at work, at work. You can't talk religion. Well, this is not a religion. This is a lifestyle. Right. And I let them know, no, this is not religion. This is a lifestyle that, that. This is who I am. If you want right. to hire me, I'm not going to downgrade myself. I come to you with the authority of God. Right, right, right. I mean, you can't do nothing about, you know, your brown eyes or your gray eyes. You can't do anything about that, you know. You so can't. you can't do anything about my belief in God, you know. You can't. can't. Not going to be uh, moved or changed or anything like that. 
what does your faith in God mean to you? I, this is a stupid question because I think I already know. <laughs> oh my God. I, let's hear it. It is the lifestyle. Faith is every hope of knowing that God will answer every prayer. Faith is the hope of life that God would extend to me to fulfill his purpose. So when we talk about faith, faith without works is dead. Faith without God, without even believing or knowing that there is a higher person of, of that you have to be crazy to believe that we put ourselves here. Yeah. To even believe that's why God, he can, our mind, the mental capacity, God can only give us a glimpse of who he is. And if you start trying to imagine how you got here, who were the first people, It'll where did God come way. from, it will run you nuts. Yeah, yeah, it'll <laughs> so, blow your way. Yeah, so faith is just my life. My life of knowing that I'm nothing without him. Amen. I'm nothing, China. Yeah, yeah, same here. I agree. How has God guiding you in your life? So, oh my God. He, I, I know every time you ask me a question, I'm like, oh my God. So, everything, my whole surrounding is God. It's beautiful things in my room. I have a prayer room where everywhere you look, there's a book, there's a, a, a journal, there's every word that God is telling you, like, here I am, my presence, all of that. And so I, I, I sit, I meditate, I listen to his word, I read, I may listen audible sometime, but in here, I try and have my music of worship and praise going 24 hours. And when you come in here, you feel the angels, you feel God's presence. And that's another thing um, I was doing during the pandemic. I was uh, creating people prayer rooms. Oh, good so, for you. Yeah, so that, so that they could still feel God and know yeah. that God is here. He brought you to this place, you know, in your life, I can tell, you know, and it wasn't an easy road for you, right? No, ma'am. No, it wasn't, Tina. If he could save me, people hear my stories, they're like, oh, it's that easy? Yeah. Yes, it's that easy. Yeah. 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 What has God done for you that showed you he existed? Delivered me in the club when he spoke to me yeah. loud in an audible over the music, over the DJ. And then to see you when he said that, China, I'm like, I don't, what do you mean? You want me to dance like Michael Jackson? <laughs> you want me to do when he spoke that, he gave me, he, there was a woman like in the church. Uh, I was on the praise team. I was on the uh, flag ministry. And that was when God began to give me instruction and started training me in particular dancing, how to cover myself, how to do everything with the excellent spirit. And when I say that, that he trained me well, I went to many camps. 
I went to a, a three-day spiritual experience where I, I met in the training. Her name was Dr. Mason. She's passed on, but she had us to, they came in, they taught us the moves, the dancing, and the Holy Spirit, and what it meant to dance for the Holy Spirit, not yeah. for self. Yeah. And that's when I That's knew. a different dance, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And that's what I knew God was real. Because anytime he could speak to me in a club, yeah, he had made provision what I couldn't even figure out. He had made provision on what he had spoke to me. How do you put God in your everyday life? Waking up in the morning, appreciate him. It, I don't want to call it a ritual. I don't want to call it a routine. It's just every morning before I step, open my eyes, I thank God. I come in my prayer room. I, I meet God every day. Whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a half an hour. Now, it varies. But every morning, I meet God here in my room in prayer. And people think, you you know, people like, oh, I'm busy. I can't give God that time. God said, if you give him five to 10 minutes of him, then it will naturally begin to grow the time with God. But he said, give me one chance. Take five minutes. I have to tell the new people, the young people, five minutes. Mm -hmm. If you take five minutes, just sit quiet. Thank God for who he is. Read one scripture. Yeah. And you will find yourself growing in the word because he will begin to show himself. He will begin to reveal himself. He will begin to speak to you through the word, through experiences, through new people. And that's why I tell people, China, as I'm telling you this, I mean it from every core, from the core of my body, that if you would do that, God will begin to speak to you, talk to you, and tell you who he is. And, and you will hear it, right? And you will hear it. Yeah. Because you can't do it in your business. You no. can't do it with the social media, all that in your phone. You can't do it. No. Five minutes. And I tell people that, and it grows. Yeah, yeah, it will. I, I, listen, you are a very powerful girl. I'm telling you, you're going to save a lot of lives today. I, I know it. That 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 is why God picked you to be on this show. Do you see a lot of sadness in your profession over the holidays? I do. I do. And I want to tell you, China, I feel it. Now I know why God ordained me as a pastor. I have a, a heart of a shepherd. I have hearts for hurting moms. And there are things that I feel I go through it with them. I'm telling you. And on another show, maybe I'll tell you about mostly every one of my friends, my girlfriends, mostly every one of them back at home in Michigan have lost their sons. From if what? Not one, if not one son, they lost two. From what? From gun violence. Oh, my goodness. And you talk about a pain. Oh, I couldn't I can't even imagine it. You know, and, and a little small experience happened with my son. Just that glimpse 
of that happening with my son, but it was the blood of Jesus that kept my son because the devil wants to destroy our men. I know he wants to. And so, so I have a heart for that in speaking that with, you know, in my therapy, I tell my people, my young kids, and they listen, China. I have so many that have lost their moms, loved ones, but I tell them like I'm telling you, China. Just as simple as I'm telling you, listen, listen, our loved ones have passed on. God, God, he, he tells us about the passing and, and heaven and hell. He tells us about that. But for the presence, God wants you to know that he is God and he is God alone. And their time now is to rest. So you can't do anything with caring. It becomes a burden when you keep them and try and hold on to them and get depressed. So I have to tell them, as I'm saying to you, it's a choice that we have to make. Deep down, it's a choice that you have to say, I choose life. I choose to live and I'm saying no to the depression. I'm saying no to sadness. I'm saying no to Lodabar, being at your lowest point. So when I say rise up from your circumstances, how do you do that? I provide tools for you. I, I provide prayer, meditation for you. I provide tools and information and prayer. It's the mindset. Right, right. If you make up in your mind to say, okay, Dr. B, I, I want to give it a chance. So what do I need to do? And here's a scripture that God talks about joy. And it starts from Proverbs. And it says, quickly, it says, rejoice in me always. This is a moment by moment choice. It is possible to find joy in me even during the most difficult times. Because I am always near. I am constantly available to help you. I can even carry you through the times of extreme adversity. If you let me, wow. if you open up your heart to say, Lord, I can't do it alone. Help me, Lord. Then as you pray for God to help you with the next step, then that's when you open up your heart where God will give you instructions. Just as I'm telling you this, this is no trick. It's nothing unreal about it this is Hallelujah. a truth oh my goodness and god says he says just imagine a woman who has become engaged to a man she deeply loves and admires and and many of us have people like relationship they may break up during the holiday it's the worst to to break up or, yeah. or they may spend more time with their families than with you so he says her heart overflows with measure Whenever she thinks about her beloved, problems fade into the background, unable to dampen her enthusiasm and her excitement. When you remember that I am your perfect be, be, beloved and that you are promised to me forever, you can rejoice in it and choose to say, God, help me out of this situation. And I will do it. Wow. 
but you have to, it has to be a mindset and it has to be a choice because the Holy Spirit, and this is why heart to heart open up because I couldn't teach this in a secular psychiatrist's office. Right. I had to create my platform to let them see the realness of God and yeah. how God can heal, deliver, and set you free. But it's a mindset and it's a choice. Yeah. Well, listen, we're running out of time, but please tell everyone how they can find your books, how they can find your online company, Heart to Heart, and how they can find you. So if you will go on Amazon, I have quite a few books on Amazon, and then I have personal books here, like stacked in my closet. So I want to uh, give you a website is go, G-O, go to hearttoheartcoaching.com. Go to hearttoheartcoaching.com. And then my email is Dr. D O C T O R V as in Victor A R I L W at gmail.com. And you can you can um send me an email and if you want a personal book with an autograph, then I can do that for you and then I can give you the price. Most of my books for the holiday are only ten dollars. I got the uh, ingredients for absolute results. I have uh, international women boss up those two that she mentioned and some other books that I will share after you email me. So again, my email is D O C T O R V A R I L W at gmail.com. You can also find me on all social media. I am on Instagram. I'm on Pinterest and I'm also on Facebook and you will find me as Val Williams with red hair <laughs> Val Williams well Dr. V it was a pleasure and what a joy God has blessed you and I am sure he is up there smiling on you because you are doing his work for sure and mm -hmm. I really appreciate you. And I am so glad I met you. I have another sister in Christ. You know, I don't care if I have three million sisters in Christ. It, it, it's all good. I'm serious. <laughs> because yes, that's is. what God wants. And I it have. just adds to us. Just add to. I'm I so have Caucasian sisters. I have, you know, Chinese sisters. I have eight. It doesn't matter. I have all different backgrounds, sisters in Christ. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. So welcome. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's always amazing to share the good news of God. He's so real. He's so real. Amen. Wow, that was a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, this is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Thank you for being here. And I want to say thank you. I was lost and you found me I was dead inside and you breathed into me And you brought these bones alive I want to say thank you Thank you for saving me
Open arms.